0: Warwick graduate Oliver Hart is an economist and the Andrew E. Fuhrer Professor of Economics at Harvard University. Born in Britain, he gained a BA in Mathematics at King's College, Cambridge in 1969, an MA in Economics at Warwick in 1972, and a PhD in Economics at Princeton University in 1974. He then became a Fellow of Churchill College, Cambridge, and a Professor at the London School of Economics. In 1984, he returned to the U.S. where he taught at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and since 1993 at Harvard University. He was a chairman of the Harvard Economics Department from 2000 to 2003. He is a fellow of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences and of the Econometric Society and a corresponding fellow of the British Academy. He has been a president of the American Law and Economics Association and vice president of the American Economic Association. He is an honorary professor in Warwick's Department of Economics. Professor Hart is an expert on contract theory, theory of the firm, corporate finance, and law and economics. His research centres on the roles that ownership structure and contractual arrangements play in the governance and boundaries of corporations. Professor Hart receives a Doctor of Laws today at the University of Warwick. Well welcome to the University of Warwick Professor Hart and congratulations on your honorary degree. Can I start by asking what this award means to you?
1: Well, first of all, thanks. Thanks, Annette. Well, it means a lot to me because I think, I mean, getting an honorary degree is always extremely nice, but when you get it from your home institution, I think it has particular significance. So it's an emotional moment for me. Warwick is not my undergraduate institution, but it's uh, where I started economics. Before that, I'd done mathematics
0: and of course as you've just alluded to you um this is the second time that you've graduated so you d- you studied an MA in economics at Warwick in 1972 and the university has, has changed quite a lot since that time uh, i just wondered what strikes you most when you compare the university then and now
1: uh well it's the you know the size the number of students and faculty and and the campus has just changed Incredibly, I mean it's, it's sort of, unreco- well I recognise particular bits but just de- developed a huge amount and there are many more uh, postgraduate students now and, and many more uh, women students and women faculty actually, that's something that's really changed.
0: And you hold a position here at Warwick as an honorary professor, how do you think the study of economics has changed uh, during your career?
1: I'm a, I'm a theorist, so there's been, a, there've been quite a few developments in, in economic theory where people have sort of moved from studying markets to studying strategic situations. So that's uh, game theory um, has been a big development, and that's really where, where people study um, you know, two people in some sort of situation of conflict, possibly how does that get worked out, which is uh, different from the sort of anonymous market setting, that people used to look at then uh, people also n- now study more institutions and contract that's something i'm interested in that's again looking at perhaps a small number of people relating to each other how do you, how do you design the sort of the rules of the game they play so that things work smoothly so again that's uh, you can sort of embed that in a market setting but it's uh, uh, far removed from anonymous markets. Then, of course, there have been a lot of developments. Psychology has come into economics. I mean, now there's a big area called behavioral economics, which didn't exist in, in my day. I mean, back you know, when I was studying at Warwick, where people are much more focused on departures from rational behavior. So I think uh, the economics profession has now sort of recognized uh, in, a, in a serious way that uh, a lot of economic behavior is not rational. And it's not going to become rational, so we have to sort of come to grips with that. So that, that's one set of changes. And the other set of changes is I think the the subject has become more empirical as people have had uh, – well, it's it's really computing for, uh, power, computer power that has allowed people to analyze very large data sets in a way they couldn't do before. So uh, many of the students at Harvard, for example, but it would also be true at Warwick, are doing um, empirical work.
0: So I just wonder whether you'd tell me a little bit about your current main areas of research and expertise.
1: Well, for a long time I've been interested in a classic question in economics, which is what activities are carried out inside firms uh, versus uh, between firms. So it's a little related to what I was talking about with with contracts and designing the rules of the game. A well-known economist called Ronald Coase um, actually British, although he, he moved to America, raised this fundamental question in a 1937 article where he said, you know, it's kind of odd that economists talk so much about markets being efficient, but we see a great deal of activity taking place inside firms, sometimes large organizations. So what's going on there? You know, that's economic activity, too. So he felt it was crucial to understand why some activities take place inside firms, some of them take place in markets, some of them take place through outsourcing, you know, a contract between two independent firms. And um, so there's a kind of literature on that. And I've sort of tried to contribute to that over the last 25 years or so.
0: You've worked at prestigious institutions in the UK and the US. What do you see as the main difference between the way universities are run here and in the US?
1: I think American universities, the ones I've worked at, have been better endowed. I think, you know, in the long run that may change, but uh, when I was working in, in British universities, uh, well, they were, they, they were part of the state system, They they still are, but they had, I think, less independence um then and they did they relied more on government funding than they do now that meant you know you never had to worry too much about you know completely running out of money but on the other hand there wasn't that much to go around either and there were also a lot of bureaucratic rules uh, about appointments promotions this kind of thing so i was struck when i moved to the u.s or be i knew about it before i moved that the best known universities there tend to be private not all of them but Many of them, and they have more flexibility. I mean, they could, for example, make appointments rather quickly. They could make offers to people um, as opposed to going through a very long advertising process and then interviews. And, you know, it, it, in England, it, it just took a long time to do anything. Now, I think there, there have been quite big changes, uh, and that's probably a good thing.
0: Finally, uh, I've just got one last question for you. Is there one piece of advice that you would give to your fellow graduates here today?
1: You know, it's, it's quite tempting to follow the crowd and there is there is a certain uh, attraction to that because, um, you know, you have lots of other people in the crowd to be with. But if your heart tells you that perhaps some other direction is interesting or productive, then, you know, you should try to be courageous enough to do that it can it can be sometimes a bit lonely but i think uh, it, it can pay off so i mean i don't know that's that's one uh, that's one piece of advice
0: thank you so much it's been a pleasure talking to you well, thank We you hope very you very much enjoyed uh, your revisit i've, to ha- I've
1: enjoyed these uh, days uh, enormously actually thank you thank you